Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. What's up, party people? Happy Thursday. Are you happy? I'm happy. You know, it's funny, for all the stuff, you know, the fighting, the the anger, the insanity that, that politics brings, and, and we touched on it yesterday. What are people worried about? You know, what, what keeps you up at night? Uh, inflation is uh, number one, like by a long shot, economy. And then, you know, climbing up the charts. Climbing up the charts is uh, political rhetoric. The extremism, the the fighting that goes on in politics. People, you know, everybody says uh, people are done with politics. No, people are done with the drama. They're not done with politics. Right? They're done with drama. People look. My mom was like, "Save your save your drama for your mama." Like that, you look around and you. How many times you know this? You like you like hanging out with somebody, but after a while, there's a it's like it's just every time we hang out with them, so much drama. You know, like some of the aspects, it's too much drama. I just don't like drama. I just, I because many people don't because they got enough drama in their own life. You know, for all the chaos, I'm sitting at home last night. I'm chilling. I get home. Been a long day. You know the la- you know you guys. I always tell you about. It. I, I get up early, early in the morning. I do both of my shows. In between, I do a lot of voice work, a lot of production stuff uh, for my other company. I do a lot of different things. In the last two weeks, we've been doing a lot of stuff. And I get in here at 3.30 in the morning at the latest, but on average about 3. And I do not leave the office. Normally, I go out during the days and do stuff. But the last two weeks, I haven't done any of that. So we get home at night. It's a nice respite. My stepdaughter and my daughter because the pool's warming up, really warm now, comparatively to what it's been. We had the door open last night. They're playing, you know, there's an age gap between them. My, my you know, uh, Lily is uh, uh, 11 and, and Charlie is three. And they are having so much fun in the pool last night. And I just turned to my wife and said, that sound is awesome. They're, they're having fun. They're running around. They're, 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 they're jumping in the pool. They're doing crazy things. And it was amazing. And that right there, that's what life's about. That's what life's about. I have too many friends in this business who think that life, you know, revolves around the insanity of politics, screaming and yelling at each other and finding the gotcha stuff. I just can't do it. You know, I just can't. You know, it's like like the Twitter, the whole battle on Twitter. In the last two days, I've been called an extremist, a racist, a far, far right Nazi. And I just go, it's, people are miserable. How do you get to that point where you're so miserable and you're so wound up with life that that's all you see? You know, for all of the everybody's a snowflake, use the right pronoun BS that goes on, and it goes on everywhere. We know that. I mean, come on. We talk about it all the time. Because damn kids in was it Wisconsin are, are, are being, uh, you know, brought up on, you know, charges by the school for not using the right pronoun and they're they're charging with sexual assault. <laughs> what? What? The other side though, you know, they're they're always looking for something to be angry. The other side's angry too. Everybody's angry. I just can't do it. I just can't. You know, it, it, it it's what binds us. That's just it. It's how you start things. 
What binds us together as human beings? If we can't start there and then start to work backwards about our differences, it's not going to get better. You know, for the Buffalo shooting this past week, horrible, tragic, awful. There are so many things that, that go into it. And you, can, you can't quantify the pain that people are going through. There's just no way to do it. No way. I mean, doing the most mundane thing on earth, going to get cupcakes for a birthday party, and you're shot dead. Think about that for a second. Telling your mom, Mom, can you stop by the store and get some cupcakes? Yeah. Or cake mix, because we got to make a cake for so-and-so's party. Yeah. Only find out your mom's been shot dead by a nut job who has been what? Radicalized in chat rooms with angry people who he'll never meet, who are just as angry, and both sides play a part in it. Because you've got the left out there screaming and yelling how horrible white people are. But they're not horrible, but, you know, they're not good. Cheering the fact that eventually they're not going to be the majority, they're going to be the minority, and the better that, that, that the quicker that happens, the better it's going to be for everybody. Who would say that? Could you imagine walking around going, man, I can't wait to get rid of all these men, women, blacks, whites. I can't wait till they're, you know, it's just, Jiminy Cricket. I don't know how people do it. It's, my wife's like, how are you so always bouncy and happy like Tigger? I'm like, because, you know what? I've got a part in my brain, and I'm blessed with all my ADHD and my wackiness, that I can <laughs> compartmentalize. I just put it over here. You have to. You have to. You have to. And it's sad. But last night, sitting there, listening to, to my stepdaughter and my daughter play, having the time of their life and thinking to myself, man, I don't know if I want to be young in this day and age, but listening to that brings back memories of just having fun. Not a care in the world. Coming on in and having a popsicle and jumping back in the pool. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. All that being said, we live in the real world, and the real world has to do with a lot of things like inflation, like the economy, like gas. There's simply just no end in sight for these rising gas prices. You can see behind me, very painful, $6.59 per gallon at this Chevron in Los Angeles, where I went to go fill up my pickup truck on the way into work, and my bill was in the triple digits, more than $100, and that is something that many Californians are experiencing right now with the statewide average hovering around $6.05 per gallon. But we're learning that is now sort of the new normal. The first time the price of gas is more than $4 in all 50 states. Six fifty-nine at that station. I paid this morning $4.59. Last, you know, week I paid $4.29. Uh, you know, it's like it's it's all over the place. And we and it's really weird. We have a, a gas war going on. Uh, at a couple gas stations by my house a few miles away. It's it's convenient on the Saturday to fill up, but during the weekdays it's not. But they're battling. Like, it's 416, 418, 420. You know, they're just going back and forth, and that's without putting any codes in. But when you hear six, and this is what I try to tell people, why, is it, why does it matter what, what California is all about and stuff? 
understand what California is. Where do you think our goods come from? A majority of them. The stuff that you get is shipped into where? California. Six twenty nine is the gas price there for regular. It's probably closer to seven dollars for diesel. Oh. That's what keeps people up at night. For all the other stuff. This is what's keeping people up at night. How much does this cost? How much does that cost? One of our favorite little restaurants we go to, about a, two, three months ago, I posted it that they'd put on their uh, menu. It's like, we add, we're adding 10% because of the cost of everything. I'm like, yeah, it's okay. You know, COVID, the whole nine yards. It's now 15%. This is, you know, and then... then What's going to happen? I mean, those aren't going anywhere. Not for a while. You're going to see. I would not be surprised to see. Five, five and a half bucks nationwide. Washington State, some of their pumps have been changed to $10. Not the actual price right now, but they're only programmed to go to nine ninety nine Because they thought, no, we're never going to get to $10. What would that look like? I couldn't tell you. I think if we're at $10, we're in a recession. That's the other side of things. As things are getting more and more expensive, you go to the supermarket, things are through the roof. But you look at the stock market, things are going the other way. Why? A lot of reasons. One of them, recession. For the first time ever, gas prices now average at least $4 in all 50 states. With the cost of just about everything rising, experts are mixed on whether we're headed towards a recession. A survey of more than 130 CEOs found more than half believe the U.S. will face a mild recession. Other analysts predict a significant recession, while warning that food prices are set to climb even higher. So you sit there and you're like, they're not even debating if we're heading to one. It sounds like, how bad is it going to be? Are we going to have a soft landing? Is it going to be like Sully, right, setting us down in the Hudson? Or is it going to be something much worse? I think we're probably going to get somewhere in between. And I think we're going to have weird situations where it's going to be some portions of the uh, economy are going to do okay. But a lot of other ones are going to to really struggle. And that's what keeps people up at night. That's what does. So all the other stuff is just, it's ancillary, but what it is, it's anger. Because it's just, it's just, if I ask 10 people, what are you worried about? You think gas prices top? Yeah, absolutely. Gas prices, absolutely top. Inflation, absolutely top. Do you think a uh, bunch of this other stuff that we talk about all the time that ends up being everywhere and the arguing's go on, do you think that's top? Not really. It's not. Because you live your life and you know what that's all about. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us, text to pro. A lot of stuff to get to today. Coronavirus. Nobody cares. That there, Therein lies the reality of, of the coronavirus. It's back. Well, it never went anywhere. And you know what? Nobody cares. Talk about that. U.S. women's national team gets equal pay. 
good, bad, indifferent. Talk about that. And John Hopkins comes up with something. Wait to hear what this is. All the stuff going on out there, they have figured something out that, quite frankly, will benefit us all tremendously, even though it's a silly little thing. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show, is your Twitter. He's a naturopath. He's a doctor, naturopathic doctor, who, Dr. Dennis Black, has come up with something amazing. A guy who's done everything. He's like one of those guys who's lived the life you're like, man, one of those things you've done from, from you know, Vietnam-era helicopter pilot to a ranger, a Green Beret, all... One of those is amazing. But to do all of those things and then think the best thing that you're going to do is come up with Rough Greens. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash chat. Roughgreens.com slash chat. What is it? Vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega-369. The most incredible thing I've done for my older dog, Doodle, who is older but healthier and happier than he's been in years. And right now, Dr. Dennis Black wants to make sure that you can do the same thing for your dog. He wants to send you a two-week jump start not, not going to cost you anything outside of shipping. A couple bucks. It's worth it. It's free. Try it now. RUFFgreens.com slash Chad. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Go there. Get a free bag today. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. I am not a terrorist. I am not Antifa. I am not a sex slave that wears masks. (gasps) Don't be a cutie pie. Probably sit around and cook some soups and eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. You're ruining my life, bud! You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. By joining the Alliance, they make it possible uh, to reinforce the Baltic states, which are already members of of NATO uh, more easily and on a conventional basis rather than having to rely on nuclear threats. That right there is uh, a gentleman talking about what is going on with NATO. And I'm going to tell you guys this. Here's the thing about NATO. So Sweden and Finland have applied, right? They filled out the application. They're like, we really got to fill out an application? Yeah, you got to fill out an application. So they go and they the mom, can, can you, where's my stuff? I need to fill this out. Uh, what do I put here, mom? Like, no. And so they fill out the application and uh, they turn it in, right? So NATO's a weird thing, kind of like when you look at the UN, right? One country can veto everything. So one country could say, nah. And do we have that country? It looks like we do. And that would be Turkey and Erdogan. President Erdogan sees this as a a giant opportunity for him to uh, remind everybody that he's a NATO member and NATO operates by consensus. And therefore, he has the power to veto or block things. Yeah, that's one could say no. And he's not a fan of Sweden and Finland because they in particular Finland I guess is uh, or the, or one of the, one of the two is supports the Kurds and of course the Kurds to the Turks happen to be a you know what they call a terrorist organization I mean, one man's freedom fighters another man's terrorist those kind of things it, it's it, it's par for the course in 2019 Turkey tried to uh, block NATO from 
putting into place new plans to defend the Baltic states and Poland after the Russian uh, invasion of Crimea and eastern Ukraine in 2014 and 15. So he, he's done this before. Yeah. Yes, he's done this before. Uh, he's pals in a weird way. He's condemned Putin and what he's done. But he's also pals. And it's, you know, and, and what happens is in situations like this, you have one country that is, you know, like, you know, like you go and you look at like, you're some small little nation. You're going to kind of defer to like, I don't know, what do you want to do, America? Right. But they want to, they want something. And there's also distraction. He wants to distract Russia's attention from the fact that he has been supplying Ukraine with the TB2 Bayraktar drone, which has been one of the most effective weapons that Ukraine has been able to wield against the Russian invasion force. Translation, I'm his pal. At the same time, I want to be on the right side of this because I'm part of NATO and you're talking about getting into, you know, a fight potentially with us. So I'm giving them stuff. And at the same time, let's be friends. <laughs> so I think Sweden and Finland are getting because it it's also it's always a negotiation. He must want something else. What do we have to do? Three, two, three, five, three, eight, twenty four, twenty three at Chad Benson shows your Twitter. A lot of stuff to get to. Let's talk a little coronavirus. Straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Coronavirus. Nobody's really worried about it. I people just don't care. That's what it is. It's I think I, I think here, here here's where the public is. I mean, you you still have people who are like, I haven't left the house in three years. You're like, okay, whatever. You're not or two and a half years. I just I that's a you thing. Whatever. I, I don't know what to say to you at that point. I don't know what you're worried about. Uh, you know, I've got 12 shots. Do you think that's enough? Or should I get a 13th? I'm like, I. Uh. But most people. Let's get on with their lives. And and I said this yesterday. Uh, be aware, but don't care. Meaning. Be aware of what's going on. Right. You look around. Oh, you know, we've got an uptick here. And not because you're worried about getting sick and dying, but just to brace yourself in case somebody decides, oh, everybody's going to wear a mask again or, uh, you know, kids are going to be home from school. Be aware. But then don't care. Like, I'm aware of it. Right. I'm not an ignorance is bliss kind of cat, but I'm also not caring. I, and by that, I mean. I'm not going to base my entire life on what the next variant may be, what the next boogeyman around the corner may be, because you can't live your life that way. CDC. COVID hospitalizations again on the rise, up more than 60% in the last month. And now a new projection shows nearly every state will see more Americans with COVID going into hospitals in the next two weeks, and more patients will die. 
In areas where community levels are high, everyone should be using prevention measures and wearing a mask in public indoor settings. 137 counties nationwide now in the high-risk alert level, meaning there is increasing pressure on the health system. So here we go again. I just, I don't think people are going to pay attention to it. I just don't. I, I think at this point, because of how wrong they've been and over and over again, how the information that we do get seems to be partial information. Just, nobody's paying attention. You be aware, but don't care. If you're 75 and you have a few comorbidities, you should probably be aware and care. If you're 22 and you're pretty fit because you're 22, yeah, you live your life. You live your life. I think what you're going to see out of this is people are going to demand more actual data that's real. So people who are hospitalized with COVID or people who are in the hospital and have COVID, two separate things. Right? Two separate things. Larry got in an accident. He's in the hospital. He's going to have to have surgery on his knee. We tested him. He's got COVID. In the hospital, tested him, he's got COVID. No, that's not the same thing. The other side of it, right? So Sharon over here, 77, starts to feel bad, gets sick, gets sicker. Daughter comes over, takes her to the hospital. She's going in because she's got comorbidities and COVID's kicking her ass. Separate things. I think people are going to ask for real real data as we should have gotten all along we know who this affects the most we know who's at greatest risk we need to do the what we can to protect them i remember when uh you know everybody got on sweden how horrible they were for just allowing people to live their lives and it it, it backfired on them and, and you know etc cetera, etc cetera. they just kept doing and i remember their the head of their you know health organization you know their their cdc said we know who this affects the most uh at first they didn't do a great job at it but then they said we understand the unhealthy and the elderly are at most risk okay there you go unhealthy and elderly we know who to protect but the rest of us need to get on with our lives and i think we're going to because we got other big fish to fry case in point and i'm not talking about fish kids I don't even know. How to brace yourself for the next thing. I don't even know what kind of mask you wear for it, but it is here. What is it, Chad? Tell me. It's monkeypox. Oh, gee. Oh, whoa. Monkeypox. It's here. It's here. It's finally. It's 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 here. The CDC and everyone should be alerted because either the monkeypox uh, will die out or it's evolved uh, to humans in a different way that uh, was not something that's anticipated. Oh, my God. It's here. I can't believe it. Well, what does it do? I don't know. You just you just you got to watch out. It's just it's 
It's terrifying. It's the monkeypox. We have somebody here in the United States that is, has got it. I, I, what? How? How? The patient did have a travel history, but uh, that travel really wasn't anything to be specific for monkeypox. What? You can travel to a place where it has monkeypox? Is that what you just said? Hold on a second. I want to hear that again. But uh, that travel really wasn't anything to be specific for monkeypox. I don't, I don't, I don't get that. What do you mean? How many people have died? Based on the outbreak in the United States um, of monkeypox in previous years, there haven't really been any fatalities or exposure of healthcare workers once they were taking care of these individuals and they took the right precautions. Starts out as a flu-like symptom, not feeling well. Then you get swollen lymph nodes. Then you want to climb a tree. <laughs> and you want to throw poo at people. Who are staring. No, it's it, what really happens is you get again flu-like systems, you feel like crap, but then you get the rashes and they're gross. They you, you just they're just you know, you ever watched uh Dr. Pimple Popper or whatever? They look like a bunch of those. They look like a bunch of those, and there's an outbreak in Britain, and, uh, you know, how do you catch it? The way this is spread is through both respiratory droplets with close, very close proximity, face-to-face -face respiratory droplets, but also direct contact with uh, the lesions that have virus in them. Okay. There you go. That's how that works. So, uh direct contact and droplets flying through the air landing in your mouth or somewhere in you know your your navel i mean your 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 nostrils up through the there and uh, or or contact with lesions and uh, sexually transmitted as well it's a lot of what they're talking about so be prepared people i just want you guys to be prepared it's here and i don't want you to be scared but it's here Remember the Ebola virus, Phil, when it got here? I don't even know if Anthony was working this at the time. You and I were like, we'll put all of our paychecks on somebody who can catch the Ebola virus. Because all that was on TV was the Ebola virus. Or Zika. We, yeah, we brought the guy here. And then a nurse got it. They were like, oh, my God. And we're like, all right. Everybody's freaking out. What do you do? What do you do? Like, and people are 20, like Dr. Nancy Lee. Remember, she, she was exposed to it. And then she went to like a, uh, like a, Somebody took a picture of her, which was working for Good Morning America, at a, I think it was uh, like a Starbucks or something. And the people freaked, oh my God, how could she do that? She's put the world at risk. <laughs> Would you talk to people who've worked around the Ebola virus? Because uh, our health expert here, uh, who was heading up the state, she actually... <laughs> She she had studied it. She'd been to Africa. She, that. she said it's really hard to get Ebola. You really got to try. But you would swear that it was like, you know, and she would say, look, you you go to places in Af Africa where people would have the Ebola virus. There'd be 10 people in the house and a few people would have it and the other people wouldn't. They weren't catching it. It's impossible, Chad. It's got to be easy. I've seen outbreak. So you got the monkeypox. Be prepared for that. They're coming. They're coming for you. You know who's not coming for you? Uh, the uh, government disinfo board. 
Yeah, so it's not happening. That lady resigned, the crazy lady. Uh, she's gone. Anthony sends me a text yesterday. Says producer Anthony says, <laughs> says what lasted longer, the disinfo board or CNN Plus? Orwellian Ministry of Truth is at least paused for the moment, but I think it's important to realize that it's only paused because the American people found out about it. The government has no business refereeing disputes engaged in political campaigns or public debates. If you don't like someone else's speech, the solution is more speech. It's not to use the Department of Homeland Security, for goodness sakes, to try to censor or label someone's arguments in the public sphere. Oh, Senator Cotton, you're such a fool. It's exactly what it's about. If you don't like somebody else's speech, you should be able to scream and yell things like you're a racist or a Nazi or a homophobe or a xenophobe or a transphobe and and discredit them immediately and have somebody come in and referee that, even though you were talking about, I don't know, cookies. No, I think that Democrats often believe that disinformation and misinformation are simply facts that reflect poorly on Joe Biden and the Democratic Party. So, again, it's good that they finally came to their senses and paused this board. But Congress needs to act in the weeks ahead to ensure that it and nothing like it can ever be created again in the future. Yeah, I have a good friend that works here with me she's she's great right she's my we always joke she's my she's my logical lovable liberal she she believes in unicorns and happiness and and but she's also grounded in reality knows none of that stuff's true uh but she said to me yesterday when she was looking up and she's like that is the most orwellian terrifying thing who thought that was a good idea she goes dhs can't even stop anybody coming across the border which by the way last month 243,000 it's the largest number ever congratulations joe biden you've won and we're not even at the point where we're getting rid of uh, title 42 which comes monday what's that going to look like because they're bracing for Anywhere between ten and 20,000 a day. Those are the people we know about. But those people were supposed to be in charge of truth? Yeah, that's a hot pass. Peter Ducey with uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, who is our new uh, spokesperson for the old White House, who meanders, and usually everything ends up at some sort of equity or climate change. Why are we getting rid of this? you think the board was mischaracterized then the disinformation board is being shut down because of disinformation is that what's happening here look i mean the the board was put forth for a purpose right to make sure that we really did a t a, uh, really did address what was happening across the country when it came to disinformation it's, okay it's all right now, but no, it's, it's just going it's it's going to pause there's been a mischaracterizations from outside forces and so now what we're going to do is going to we're going to pause it and we're going to do an assessment Assessment of what? Disinformation? Misinformation? Well, people could spread lies. So what? <laughs> so, my God, you guys are all in politics. You, you, the White House tweeted out the other day, you know, when Joe Biden started, there was no, uh, there was uh, zero, zero, no, no, no vaccines whatsoever. That's total disinformation. That's, that's not even dis, that's a lie. That's the insanity of that. And those are the people, regardless of which side of the aisle you're on, z no, zero, zero 
should be the number of votes that should have voted for anything like this, posed anything like this in the room when they were discussing it. Everybody raise your hand. Nobody should raise their hand. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. Calibrate. You want to lose weight? There's a great way to do it. Calibrate. FDA-approved medication that's going to help you do what? It's going to reset your metabolism. It's going to get your metabolism rocking and rolling, and it's going to tell your metabolism, the cells inside your body, hey, you know what? It is okay to lose weight because how many of you have started a diet, right, and then you lost some weight, and then you get stuck? Well, your body is trying to protect itself from starving. Crazy, right? But that's what's happened throughout centuries. And so now what? Well, you get calibrated. You're going to make small lifestyle changes that are real and sustainable. You're going to have a you're going to have medical advice and one-on-one visits with a doctor via video. You're going to have a coach. It is incredible what you get with Calibrate. On average, 20% of the body weight is what Calibrate's earliest members have lost. What are you waiting for? You want to lose weight? You want to do it real? And most importantly, you want to make sure it's sustainable? This is what it's about. FDA-approved medication, lifestyle changes that are real and sustainable, Calibrate is who you need to be with. Joincalibrate.com. Go there now. Use code CHAD to save $50 off a one-year metabolic reset. Joincalibrate.com. Joincalibrate.com. Use code CHAD for a one-year metabolic reset to save 50 bucks. Chad Benson Show. Check out our Chad Benson Show Facebook page where you can hang out or hang your grievances out to dry. This is Chad Benson. She wrote the song. But I'm feeling it's only fitting that Taylor Swift would speak to a graduating class of 22. Hi, I'm Taylor. NYU offering her the stage Wednesday at Yankee Stadium, and she offered up life advice like catch the good stuff and release the bad. Decide what is yours to hold and let the rest go. Oftentimes... The good things in your life are lighter anyway, so there's more room for them. And also celebrate what brings you joy. I'm a big advocate for not hiding your enthusiasm for things. Swift, who skipped college, was given an honorary doctorate of fine arts. And high school. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. How pissed would you be? It's like, wait a minute, I spent $200,000 on an education or whatever it costs. I mean, NYU, right? That's what they're that's talking about. That's expensive. It's not free. <laughs> this is it. We're not getting one of the great thinkers. Now nah, we got Taylor Swift. <laughs> oh my God, is this what college is like? Is that a stadium? I can play. I'm at stadiums all the time. I passed high school once. <laughs> that is, uh, I feel like we couldn't. There was nobody else. It was like we were like, hey, we could get one of the great thinkers of today. We could, we could, we get one of the great minds that are out there, maybe come speak to the kids, you know, but Taylor, not the Taylors, look, I just, it's odd. And if we're going to have somebody like a celebrity and get a comic, at least make it fun. We're going to be here for a while. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. I don't, uh, I don't ever hide my enthusiasm. I'm a... Yeah, I probably drive my wife crazy. I drive everybody around here crazy. My on-air partner on my on my local show tells tells the guys, take him for a walk. Like, Let's do this. I like that. Let's go. 
Like, I'm super excited right now. I'm super bounced. You guys, have, I'm watching, you know, the, the PGA Championships going on. There's no Phil. It's kind of weird. But Tiger's out there playing all right. John Daly, look at him. The bearded big one. I'm excited. I love it. I love life. It's a good thing. Should all be excited. We live in the greatest country in the history of mankind. At the greatest time. It's pretty damn good. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. You guys could hear the things we talk about. You would swear at times we're the view. <laughs> we were talking about Kelly Clarkson. God bless her, but she needs a stylist. She does. A new stylist. I try to be mean because I like Kelly. I do. I like Kelly Clarkson. I think she's, I think she's cool. I think she's a genuine, real person. But let's just let's treat her better. Let's do a little bit better. That's all I'm asking, right? That's it. No more than that. You've got to do better. That's what I'm saying. You've got to do better. Stylist, new one. Come on. That was our big... We were talking during the break. We were talking about Kid... We were talking, is it Kid Leroy? Kid, I think it's Kid Leroy. We're talking about Lato and Big D Energy. <laughs> We, we're the view. It's like, what do you think? I don't know, Joy. What do you think? Speaking of uh, television that's uh, uh, unbearable, Donnie Deutsch. Brand every Republican. This is the party of the replacement theory. Take what is a sliver, or I'm a real minority, but a minority, and make it the entire raison d'etre of the Republican Party. Do the same thing with violence. It's the RV party. It's the Republican violence party. That was him yesterday. He continued his ramblings of insanity. Make it the Republican replacement theory. Mainstream it because it, this is the way you have to scare. We, we don't have the economy on our side as Democrats. So you have to scare the bejesus out of people. The way to scare it is say, you know, this replacement theory, this is not just coming from some dark corner of the web. This is the Republican platform. Make them own it. And Democrats run from this fistfight. I know in the previous segment, Eugene Daniels, he talked about the president not wanting to call out names. Call out Tucker Carlson. Call out the politicians and make this, make them own it. This is a Republican platform. Is the racist Republican replacement theory. Yeah. He goes on, he goes, I can't wait to go to a dinner party this weekend where I know some Republicans are going to be there, and I'm going to just basically tell them, uh, if you, uh, uh, you know, in any way, shape, or form, uh, you know, talk about this or support these things, you are the problem. You're, and you're just like, who does that help? Honestly. I mean, who, who's that helping? Are you into actually... Moving a conversation forward. We you know, we talked last hour, if you're missing the show, grab the podcast, about the fact that, that you know, you've got people out there that are cheering on the fact that whites will be the minority in the, in the future, and I can't wait for it to happen, and, and it's going to be good for us. And could you imagine doing that to any other group? 
regardless of 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 you know, race, sex, any of those things. No, no. I mean, but it, it's this like, yeah, it, it's it's awful. It is. And you wonder why there's so much tension. And there is so much tension, and there shouldn't be. And if you don't think that that putting people through their paces when it comes to, you know, like, oh, like uh, uh, unconscious bias training and a lot of this stuff. One of my buddies here, who I love dearly, he and I are very close. The last couple of weeks, the, the, you know, and, and I'll give you guys a quick snapshot of what I do. I have my own company, and at the same time, I contract out and I do a local show in Phoenix. So I don't work for the station itself. It's kind of a weird thing. So they're all going through unconscious bias uh, uh, training and stuff. And he had to go through his first couple ones and is a market difference in his attitude and the way he acted yesterday afterwards, like some anger. And he's like, man, I can't believe. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, it's not helping anybody. It's not. So when you hear people running around talking about, you know, it's this person's problem, it's that person's problem, it's this person's problem, it's that, it's it's crazy. Think about this for a second, too, when it comes to this. It's weird when you talk about the fact that that you, you've you got replacement theory and the Republicans are worried about it and all of them believe it and that this every Republican is this gunman, which is what the essentially Rolling Stone said. Right, the, he's not a lone wolf. He's a mainstream Republican, you know. Oh, hmm. Is there hypocrisy? This will be the first generation ever in American history in which whites will be a minority of the generation at some point. As of 2007, every year babies being born in this country, whites now are the minority. In 2044, uh, everyone is going to be a minority. As the demographics change, as white people become the minority in the country, which is coming. In a few years, we're going to be a majority brown country. White people will not be the majority in the country anymore. I've been saying it here. Other people have been saying it here for years now, even before Donald Trump. The demographics is destiny. The white population is declining for the first time in history in America, while the number of multiracial Americans have more than doubled. The white population is declining. The idea that whites will, will not be the majority, it's an exciting transformation of the country. It's an exciting evolution uh, and, you know, progress of our country in many different ways. That speaks to the beautiful diversity of America. And it's wrong. It's just simply wrong. Yes, it will. It's so whites are bad and it's good that they're going to be the minority. And I mean, just think about that. You know, I look at my, you know, I look at my kids and everybody's like, well, you're a white guy. You don't know what I am, but you assume. And so that's good. So that makes me, makes me smile. But the hypocrisy and just the, 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 it's frustrating. It is. It's absolutely frustrating when when you hear this stuff and the cheering on of of it. And then you wonder how people go down rabbit holes because they feel like, okay, so wait a minute, you're going and telling me that I'm a lot of this stuff in life is my fault, even though for whatever is just inherently it's your fault. And the reason it's your fault is because the color of your skin and the quicker we get rid of you it's going to be better 
And I just sit there and I shake my head and I thought, you guys are, listen to yourselves. Everybody wants to divide. Well, aren't you a divide? No. I don't care what color you are. Can you do the job? I don't care who you love. Can you do the job? I don't care who you worship. Can you do the job? Are you a good person? That's all I've ever cared about. But too many people are focused on a demographic. You know when demographics work? Sales. It's a good thing, right? Politicians use them a lot, but sales. If you're a rock station and you probably are looking at demographics where, hey, you know what? Uh, We're looking at, you know, 25, 54-year-old males. That seems to be our dominant listener group. What's that mean? Trucks, sports, things like that, you know, as far as, you know, you know, gambling and, you know, like, you know, fantasy football things, those kind of things. If you're going to advertise a movie, if you're going to advertise something on there, it's like, what, oh, are you going to add to John Wick 4? Or are you going to do the next Frozen? That's when demographics matter. It's just, everybody, this is the way I look at it. You're coming to America because you want to be here because you love this, the country. The country, the ideas of what this country is. It's a beautiful thing. Come here, right? I have friends that have come here from all over the world. Playing soccer, I've been blessed to have tons of friends who are from every kind of walk of life, every culture that you could think of. But you know what they wanted to be the most? They wanted to be American. They didn't want to be a person from another country living here, living their life the same way. They came here to be American. They didn't want it to be about the color of their skin. They wanted to be about the fact that they loved what America stood for. Democrats want it to be about the color of your skin. And the hilarity of it is, every one of those people basically was white. (laughs) Talk about the guilt. My God. And, and... You know, we talk about immigration all the time. And I'll tell you guys a little something here in a little bit. We'll, we'll get into it a little bit deeper after what's trending. But uh, we, we asked a professor to come on one of our shows. And uh, I'll give you his response. And then some people that came after me about how basically evil I was. Uh, it's hilarious. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Little What's Trending straight ahead. Car Shield gives you 24-7 rude side assistance. A rental car for free while your car's in the shop. Shop is the shop that you choose. Inflation is, well, it's inflation. And it's going up. And it's going up. And it is driven in many different ways, particularly with used cars. If you've got your car, it's more valuable than ever before. And holding on to it and making sure it actually works, that's important. It's very important. Car Shield's there to protect you just in case something goes wrong. Again, 24-7 roadside assistance, a rental car for freeway cars and shop. The beauty of taking it to the shop that you want, you trust that person. They're going to get that taken care of as far as the payment, the paperwork. You pay a small deductible. Over a million drivers have been helped by Car Shield. Why not be one of those? Right now, you're going to get your forever pricing with Car Shield, which is great. And on top of that, you're going to save 10%. Go to carshield.com slash Benson, carshield.com slash Benson, or call 800-391-8888. 
lock in your price forever for as long as you have the 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 policy there, which is phenomenal. And policies are really inexpensive. Or go to carshield.com slash Benson to save 10%. Get your forever pricing. A deductible may apply. Chad Benson Show. Being antisocial sucks. Hang with Chad's friends on Facebook, The Chad Benson Show. And if you just need some alone time, head on over to Twitter at Chad Benson Show. Either way, we can't wait to meet the real you. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition, liftoff. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? Let us take a peek and find out what's trending. Let's start with the magical world of Google monkeypox. Talked about it earlier. If you guys don't know what it is, monkeypox. So what happens is you get these things that look like chicken pox, but they're a little bit bigger. And then they pop and monkeys come out of them. That's not what happens. But it's hard to catch, and I don't think you'll catch them, but people were curious about it. Calgary Flames, Edmonton Oilers last night, went back to the 80s to play hockey. It's amazing. 9-6 to six hockey game. 9-6. to six. That's insane. Insane. Crazy. Taylor Swift touched on uh, that earlier. She has, uh, gave a speech yesterday. The NYU. So the commencement speech. She's like, all you guys really need to do is to be really pretty and to have some talent, and you guys will go far. <laughs> Here's a doctorate. That's not very nice yet. Mark Cuban was trending yesterday because he's got beef with uh, Lil Wayne. Think about the world we live in. Mark Cuban and Lil Wayne are getting into it together. They have beef because Lil Wayne called the. Uh, Luka Doncic, who's the best basketball player right now, I think, in the NBA. Uh, MVP, second year in a row. He uh, he called him a hoe. <laughs> and Mark Cuban owns the Mavericks, and he fired back, which is hilarious. PGA Championship is trending over on the Twitter, which is cool. More testimony from Amber Heard and Johnny Depp is trending everywhere. Every day is something new and wacky. Every day. Every day. It's just something weird with them. Hey, producer Phil, how far are you from where that trial's happening? About six miles. Have you driven by to see the craziness? No, I don't have that kind of time. There were llamas out there yesterday. <laughs> Are you guys going to the trial? Yeah. I was going to go, but I got my llamas. Oh, yeah, bring them. <laughs> how, do, how do you do that? How does that happen? Baby formula is still trending. Why is that? Well, guess what? We have a baby formula issue in this country. But don't worry, we've we've sorted it out. With anguished parents scrambling to find formula to feed their babies and asking why the government has not done more to help, President Biden is now using the full powers of his office to get more formula on store shelves. 
but it will take a while. Yeah, it is going to take a while. He has been late to the game on numerous occasions, and this is one of those ones, like several other, that people pointed out, dude, it's not that hard. It's not. Here's what you need to do. We're going to have some issues. How do you get around it? Well, you get around it by going, I've got a couple things I'm going to do. Let me show you. To speed things up, President Biden has invoked the Defense Production Act. That's the 1950s law empowering the federal government to order private companies to take actions deemed in the national interest. Yes, that's what he's doing. So you think to yourself, all right, so what, what can he do? Because Abbott was closed and... They create so much of this formula. And for those of you who've never been around children, uh, which I don't think it's most of you, baby formula is very important. You know, if women can't breastfeed after a while or eventually they, they go off there. They still need nutrients. And some of these things have, some children have issues with certain things. So these things are so important. So along comes Biden. Biden's ready to rock. Biden's ready to roll. What are we going to call this thing, first of all? I'm also announcing Operation Fly Formula. That's to be able to speed up the import of infant formula and start getting more formula in stores as soon as possible. First of all, can we all agree it's the worst name ever? <laughs> fly Formula? I'm like, wait, like, like flies? No, Fly Formula. We don't really import formula they abbott and all these other companies have a huge monopoly and there's only four big companies on baby formula we don't import much the fda makes it really really hard to import in here totally understandable especially if a lot of stuff's being made in china you just don't trust it that's the reality of it secondly they put huge tariffs on huge tariffs on so all that being said, we do have some that import. You could have been better with it. You could have been forward-thinking. You weren't. As usual, you were reactionary, and your reaction times were that of a sloth. Oh, goodness me. It's like somebody saying, I'm going to punch you in the face in three, and you still don't stop it. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. That is me. Happy, happy, happy Thursday. Remember, you miss any of the program? Feel free to grab it. Doesn't cost you a penny. Wherever great podcasts are available. And then go to the place where it's mediocre. No, you're fine. Mine. Chad's not very nice. You're just being self deprecating. So I love conversation, right? I like to, I always think, uh, I like a good brisk conversation i like to be able to sit down with somebody and chat and even if we do not have the same point of view i've always looked at it like you know what's the worst thing i'm going to do if the person's somewhat intelligent i'm going to learn something and that's a huge bonus for me so the other day uh my on-air partner wanted to bring a, a person on 
And I'm like, I don't care. You know, I, I never care. So, uh, like, that's the beauty of us. You know, it's it's funny. People ask me how to. So when I come in and for my morning shows, let me give you a snapshot. I come in, my, my national show, it's me, right? So you guys hear me now across the country. It's me. I got producer Phil, and who's our big technical producer, right? He he's 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 driving the ship, and then producer Anthony, he is he's 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 helping me with the audio and the stories, and we're doing all that stuff. He and I will talk. I then have other stories for my other show, and I send it off, and I'll walk over an hour before the show, and I say, "Got all my stuff? These are the things I want in there. Sounds great. Boom. We don't talk. Not that we're not friends. We just don't talk. We don't talk before the show." We don't talk until literally the microphone's open outside of what's going on, man. How you doing? So they start apologizing to me the other day. And I said, well, what's going on, guys? You know, uh, uh, they're like, ah, dude, you know, we invited this guy on. And I said, oh, okay. But, and it was weird because they invited him on to the show. And he thought, well, maybe I'll come on. And then he went... And he Googled us. And I'm like, I don't care if you Google me. Go ahead. Knock yourself out. So he then fires back at me. Not my partner on air, but me. And uh, I started laughing. So his name is uh, Cuss Mud. And... uh, he studies politics of the mainstream. He used I used to study the politics of the margins. Now I study politics of the mainstream. And he's got some sort of uh, thing he does and and you know, it's uh keep keep abortion legal and safe is his little thing. I thought, I, again, I thought we were going to have him on for some I wasn't quite sure. So he's a Dutch political scientist who is uh, with the University of Georgia. His research includes the areas of political parties, extremism, democracy, civil society, and European politics. Fantastic. Sounds good. Sounds like it'll be fun. He says, he tweets out to his followers, the goal of these people at Gatos and Chad to invite me to discuss the Buffalo Massacre. Here's a video by co-host at Chad Benson, just casually dropping some critical race theory propaganda. Hashtag hard no. And then people like, yeah, your Chad's hard right. He's like he's hard right. He's 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 part of the problem. He's not. And I start laughing, right? Because first of all, I don't take any of this stuff seriously. Dutch professor who lives in Georgia and doesn't live in the real world. Secondly, if you think I'm hard right, <laughs> what? Now the video in question that he like referenced was a video that I did several years ago uh, that is as probably damning of both sides as you will ever, ever find. And what does it talk about? It talks about that immigration is a game that everybody plays on both sides of the aisle where one side welcomes it in hopes of potentially having a new base of voters for the future, and the other side enjoys the cheap labor. What do I say several years on? Both sides play a game in which one side hopes to bring in new voters 
and the other side hopes that their people who fund a lot of their campaigns will enjoy cheap labor. I'm changed. Now, if I'm wrong, that both sides don't profit off of it, isn't this where you come on and you have a discussion? And this is the problem in today's world. Where you won't even, as a quote-unquote professor who studies extremes, sits down and have quote-unquote a chat with somebody who's extremist, who probably agrees with you 60% of the time of a lot of stuff you're talking about. But you think that I'm an extremist because... You don't think the Democrats are fine with open borders? We had 243,000 people come across here last month. You don't think that somewhere down the line, as I've heard a thousand times, that changing demographics is what it's going to be all about? You don't think that? Really? Let's go uh, and talk about the changing demographics. Let's listen to this again. This will be the first generation ever in American history in which whites will be a minority of the generation at some point. As of 2007, every year babies being born in this country, whites now are the minority. In 2044, uh, everyone is going to be a minority. As the demographics change, as white people become the minority in the country, which is coming. In a few years, we're going to be a majority brown country. White people will not be the majority in the country anymore. I've been saying it here, other people have been saying it here for years now, even before Donald Trump. The demographics is destiny. The white population is declining for the first time in history in America, while the number of multiracial Americans have more than doubled. The white population is declining. The idea that whites will, will not be the majority, it's an exciting transformation of the country. It's an exciting evolution uh, and, you know, progress of our country in many different ways. That speaks to the beautiful diversity of America. And it's wrong. It's just simply wrong. Yes, it is. But that shows you everything I need to know. If your argument is, I'm a radical, explain to me how I'm radical. Explain to me all those things. But people won't anymore. Because we don't live in a world where we're actually interested in engaging in conversation. Because too many people on both sides have flimsy arguments that they know that in the face of real questions will not withstand any of those real questions. I know there are probably things I, you know, I, I, I believe based on the information I've seen that under other scrutiny probably don't stand up as well. But show me then. But people won't. They won't. Because at the end of the day, what should be a, hey, my politics and beliefs and really, it's not. It's my beliefs. The things that I, the way that I think things should go, and my ideas, I think are better than your ideas. Not that they're better than you. Just the ideas and how I'd like to implement them would work better. And then you would say, "No, I think mine are better." And again, it's not about you know not liking me, but uh, and, and I think if given the opportunity, they would work better. And you put the ideas out there, and you put the conversation out there. That should be what wins today. But no, not anymore. And I just laughed. They're continuing. It's funny because I get DMs. And they're continuing to 
say things about me that are, you were so radical. <laughs> like, okay. I'm so radical. It's amazing how radical I am. I don't know how I got here. I don't know how I survived. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing all of you. So you want to know how great our nation is? I know that's horrible that I said that because we should not talk about the greatness of our nation. It makes us sound awful. But here's the great first world problems. Have you ever gone to a place where you got a burrito or a gyro or a wrap and you thought to yourself, gosh, if only there was a way these things could not be so messy. Just down the road in Baltimore, Johns Hopkins students wrapped up a one of a kind design project. It's called Tasty Tape. The edible adhesive is made of food grade organic material and it's supposed to keep the ingredients inside a wrap during cooking and even while you eat it. The tape is clear, but the design team dyed it blue to show how it's used. They say it's safe and it has the strength to hold a big fat burrito together. Oh my God, don't tell Kim Jong Un that because you know he invented the burrito. He probably invented Tasty Tape. That's right. So, uh, young lady here, uh, uh, she, her, they, them, uh, how did you guys come up with such an amazing thing? Uh, you've got all the resources of Jobs, Hopkins, and all these amazing things, and the microscopes. You probably got Bunsen burners. How did you decide, you know what, kids, we need to find something that people have a problem with, and we need to solve it. How did you come up with this? The girl who came up with the idea, one of our team members, Erin, she was Aaron. eating her burrito one day and she, and it was during the beginning of the semester when we had to come up with these ideas and it was just everywhere and she was like, you know what, like, this is a problem to be fixed. <laughs> the designers are applying for a patent. How about that? Yeah, I would too. So it's just like a little piece like you would scotch tape they, they dyed it blue which is weird like you can't get by that it's like you're eating a burrito and then part of a fruit roll up but you know it's supposed to taste good uh how would you like really what do you mean like unless it tastes like the burrito no <laughs> i would I, part of eating something messy is it's messy now we were talking about off the air because Anthony is saying, that's what the tin foil's for. Yeah, but sometimes you want to open your burrito again, right? You want to put some stuff on there. You want to do some stuff and then wrap it back up. And it's never the same when you wrap it back up. It's like when you undo a map. What's a map? We used to get paper maps back in the day. Oh, that's why the, I'm going to here to tell you guys this. Just a quick side note. Treasure hunting is never going to work ever again. Ever again. Because the future, unless the treasure map is on your phone, no one will ever find it. I don't even know how to read a map. But you never can wrap it up the same way again, right? So, yeah, it's the same thing. It's like when you go to a salon and they do your hair, not me because I'm bald. You're like, I look great. And then you're like, I can never do it again the same way. Same thing. Same thing. But it's good. You got tape now. Glad John Hopkins is solving the world's problem. And the funny thing is, it's a smart thing to do. It does drive me nuts because sometimes it gets so messy. I'm like, well, now I just have beans and cheese with a tortilla on the side. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. MyPillow gives you opportunities to do the BOGO. Buy one, get one free. And everything from MyPillows to the mattress toppers to the towels and everything in between. And it is going on right now. It's the BOGO 
extravaganza. And it's awesome. Right? So the MyPillow products are incredible. The feel, the fit, uh, they're not cheap made you know you buy some stuff you're like it's just great the, the roll and go uh, stone go to repair that you take because i take mine when i travel and it's great it, it's just it's a great thing to sleep on and it's just great deals right now it's the bogo buy one get one free extravaganza 60 money back guarantee on everything up to 10 year warranties on many things find out the entire list by going to mypillow.com slash benson mypillow.com slash benson every one of you who purchases something will get Mike Lindell's book absolutely free. MyPillow.com slash Benson. Chad Benson Show. Serving up talk radio medium rare and dripping with irony. It's Chad Benson. It sounds like an explosion at a pet store, but it's not what you think. The fur baby boom is what happens when 7 in 10 Gen Z adults would rather have pets than kids. Gen Z adults aren't the only ones choosing pets over people. Millennials are as well. In a survey of 1,000 pet owners, researchers found that 57% of millennials love their pet more than their own sibling. Half of them said the same thing about their mother. Wait till mom hears about this. Not jobs. We are not a close family, but I love my family more than I love my animals. And I love my animals. You guys know that. My sister, well-documented on, uh, on the show, the problems that my sister has had is well-documented. Talked about it, numerous occasions, drugs, craziness, theft, crime, disappearing, Left my mother, you know, my mom has adopted my seven nieces and nephews. I have a little brother that is going to be 11. I'm 51. They've, most of them have problems because of her. Love my sister still. It's, it's, it's just nuts that you would think that. But for, for you know, you got to think too. A lot of these kids growing up nowadays, I mean, given everything in life, uh, they're they're coming out, and it's always been about them. And, you know, they still want it to be about them. They do. They still want it to be about them. We've got the lowest marriage per, like, capita in this country that we've ever had. We're not getting married. We're not having children. Immigration is going to be a big reason why we are going to be able to survive. And I know that sounds bizarre. For all the talk of craziness and the great replacement, but we're not. And it's not just us. Look at Japan. Japan has a birth rate crisis going on. Nobody is dating, nobody's getting married, and nobody's having children. Throughout Europe, in the industrialized countries, the same thing is happening. For a lot of reasons. Some, it's like, oh, climate change. But a lot of it is young Don't feel like they're ready to have kids. It's not part of the process. Women are working. It's not a big deal to have kids. Kids are more of a nuisance. They're more of a tie-down. And so when you do see people who are going to have kids, it'll be much later, and it'll be one. Animals are just much easier. Absolutely. 
30% chose a pet over their significant other. Overall, 81% of millennial pet owners say they love their pet more than at least one family member. Although it was pretty close, 85% of cat owners were slightly more likely to choose their pet over a relative than dog owners at 83%. Although more millennials say they'd rather be people parents than Gen Zers, 58% still say they'd rather own a furry friend than become a parent. Again, I love my uh, love my critters, but uh, and I didn't think I was going to have kids. I didn't have kids till I was forty years old, and I wish I would have done it earlier. I really do. I wish I would have done it earlier. I just I love it. I love being a parent. So weird because I never thought I would. I was like, ah, I'm never going to have kids. I travel, I like to do all the things I like to do, but I've got an 11, 12 year old, and now I've got a, a three year old, and I absolutely it's like the best thing in the world. It truly is. Pets, pets are good. Don't get me wrong. Pets are good. I love, and you guys know that, but couldn't imagine life without it. But we do have a problem in this country. We do. We're, nobody's having kids. My sister has two kids, my little sister, Bree. And one of her friends has two kids. All of her other friends have no kids and never, to say, never going to have kids. That's an issue going forward. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. The economy, stupid. Always the economy. Understand that. For all of the stuff that we talk about, what will lead the way when it comes to how we vote? It's the pocketbook. How do we get to the voting place? Well, some of you will mail your stuff. Some of you will drive. And driving, well, what happens every time you pass a gas station? You say, hmm, not happy with the party in power. There's simply just no end in sight for these rising gas prices. You can see behind me, very painful, $6.59 per gallon at this Chevron in Los Angeles, where I went to go fill up my pickup truck on the way into work, and my bill was in the triple digits, more than $100, and that is something that many Californians are experiencing right now with the statewide average hovering around $6.05 per gallon. But we're learning that is now sort of the new normal. The first time the price of gas is more than $4 in all 50 states. What? Yeah. Four bucks in all 50 states. Here we're sitting at the highest where I live in Phoenix. So the and the the southwest and the west are the most expensive. Southeast parts of the East Coast and through parts of uh, the Midwest are the least expensive. We have a summer blend out here. California does. Phoenix has part of that because we take what they get and, you know, because of the the heat and, and, you know, they talk about that. But the other thing is we're so far away from pipelines. So getting things here is much tougher. Here's the other thing. 
Why it matters in a place like California is where do we get a lot of our goods from overseas? Well, how do they get here? They're shipped on what? Ships. Where do they land? L.A. port. Who takes them? 18-wheelers. If it's six-something for regular, what is it for diesel? And also remember, California has special things that you have to have on your engines for diesel trucks that cost more. So the expense is rising every day. And that gets passed on to who? The consumer. And the consumers are asking more and more questions about what are you, the power in D.C., which is the party that is in power right now, what are you doing? And there's only so much that they're going to be able to do. It's not getting better. It's going to get worse. We're, we're heading next weekend is, is Memorial Day weekend. From then all the way through to Labor Day is usually when we see higher gas prices. People are traveling more. It's vacation time. People are flying more. It's not going to get better. Americans are now spending $5,000 a year on gasoline. That's almost double what they did a year ago. Where are people supposed to go to get all that extra cash? To get the extra cash to pay for gas? Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the things that we've been very clear about is to do everything in our power uh, to make sure uh, that we lower costs. The president understands what the American people is, are, is going through, uh, and that's why uh, we're doing everything that we can. What are you doing? It's not a lot. Now, there's an argument to be made. Well, they released, you know, 138 million barrels out of uh, our strategic oil reserves. And what has that done for us? There is an argument to be made. Uh, both right and left economists I've seen say that, look, you know, without that, prices would be an even higher. At this point, that is keeping it from exploding. You're like, oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. Uh, but there, there's a reality right there. Absolute reality. There's not a lot they're going to be able to do. That's just what they're looking at. And their reality every day is we're going to get served. We're going to get served. Supermarket prices going up. Stock market prices are going down. People are getting nervous. One thing I always talk about when you look at where the economy is going is how confident are people in their belief that the economy is good. Because if you believe something is good, you're going to act accordingly. If I believe that, that, that my job is here to stay, I have nothing to worry about, and I'm going to continue to make good money, then I'm going to spend accordingly. Oh, yeah. If you don't think that it's good, you're going to do what? You're going to hold back. What's that do? It slows down the economy. Right now? It's weird because we have this, we're worried about stuff, and at the same time, we're still spending. Overall, consumer spending is good. Consumers are still hanging tough. There's lots of jobs. Unemployment is low. They've got a lot of savings built up during the pandemic. Yeah. Although those savings are dwindling, being eaten up by things like rent, the changing of people who've had, you know, their credit card bills are going up. Uh, it, 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 we're still struggling with the supply chain and but the fact that there's so many jobs available right now 
is a good thing because I think people are thinking to themselves, well, you know what, if I if my job went away tomorrow, I'll find another job. It's not a big deal. What happens when that slows down? Because we get to a point where gas is ridiculous, people are not spending, and then they start laying off. And you're thought of, well, I can go across the street and get a job. Well, guess what? Do you think that they're not in the same boat? Stock prices certainly go down and the economy doesn't go with it. But, you know, when the stock market is weak and struggling, and of course, in this world of high inflation and higher interest rates, recession risks are high, uncomfortably high. And so I think that's what investors are trying to digest. Yeah. They're trying to figure it out. How does this work? We got some earnings from Target and Walmart that weren't great. Uh, and that was, I think, a shock to some people. So it's it, this is going to play. This is going to be the big thing. I mean, we could talk about abortion and we could talk about, you know, foreign affairs and Ukraine and how it's being handled. And we could talk about uh, the anger that people are feeling because of politics and the division. And those things are those things are reality TV in a lot of way. They, they eat up the headlines. I mean, not the really the, the the Ukrainian thing. That's a very real thing. We understand that. But you still after that discussion with somebody or the talk with somebody or the tweet you turn around and you go i gotta put gas in the car go pick up the kids and then we gotta grab dinner my god how much is it for a burger those things and where people are feeling it more and more is the grocery store you're feeling it at the grocery store i was over there the other day my wife and i we picked up some stuff and what would normally be like you know a 50 dollars trip was like 75 80 bucks and I'm like, I, you know, I looked at her and I said, look, we're super blessed. I don't know how the average family of four or five are handling this. I just don't know. I mean, how, how is that working for them? 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. It's going to be another summer of violence. We'll talk about that. Well, coronavirus as well. And of course, we got to talk about this because apparently it's here. It's called monkeypox because the first time it was sort of discovered, although it's been around for thousands of years, probably was in an outbreak in monkeys in the 1950s. That's right. It's an outbreak in monkeys in the 1950s. And then it got even bigger in the in the 60s. Uh, in fact, it got so big they gave him a show, and that was weird, too. So somebody's going, what? Oh, the monkeys. I get it. Yeah, so that's here. So that's the new thing. You know they're going, because we're going to talk about it. We're going we're gonna to compare it to the Ebola virus, because there's one case in America. One case in America. It's one. <laughs> but you would think that it's 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 here. And it's about ready to spread. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. Your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Rough Greens. R-U-F-F-Greens.com slash Chad. Go there. Free bag of Rough Greens from Dr. Dennis Black, naturopathic doctor who has spent his life doing numerous things, but feel that what he's doing now for the last 20 years, helping animals stay healthier is the most important thing he's done. And I love that about him. Guys, lived a life that very few have. 
one of his lives would have been amazing, but being everything from a, a ranger to a Green Bay to a, a decorated uh, helicopter pilot in Vietnam uh, to, you know, uh, I mean, a, a seventh-degree black belt, all this amazing stuff, you thought that would have been enough, but this is his thing. And because of him and what he's come up with, the Rough Greens, with the amazing vitamins, minerals, probiotics, all this incredible stuff that goes into this supplement, it's changed so many people's lives, especially my dog, Doodle. And if he could talk, he'd say, hey, doc, thank you. Because he's healthier and happier than ever before. If your dog struggles with any kind of ailment, in particular, they're lethargic. Uh, maybe they've got problems with allergies, digestive problems, aches, pains. Give them rough greens and watch what happens. Sprinkle it on top of your dog's food. Watch the change in what happens. It worked for my dogs. It'll work for you. RUFFgreens.com slash chat. Free bag of rough greens for you. You cover the cost of shipping. Roughgreens.com slash Chad. Chad Benson Show. Irreverence? Um, like, yeah. So what? It's the Chad Benson Show. We've been talking about, uh, if you're just joining the program, uh, cannibals. <laughs> Off the air we have been. Because they're going to do a uh, Army Hammer, who is uh, an actor. I'm trying to think what he's most famous for. I would say the debacle that was the Lone Ranger is 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 probably, you know, he's in The Man from Uncle and Death on the Nile, The Social Network, and I think he was also in that... Uh, Oh, God, what was that TV show where he pretty much played himself? Uh, but <sighs> he had issues because apparently he wanted to eat people, in particular his girlfriends and wives. And uh, that's not a good thing. It's not a good thing because it was, it was a lot more than just, ooh, I could eat you up kind of thing. It was more like, no, I'd really like to take your ribs out and consume you. Is what he's being, you know, it's being alleged against him. So they're doing a documentary about it, and then and then Anthony goes, "Have you seen the Neil Patrick Harris thing?" And I'm like, "I knew there, he some like there was a bad joke. I didn't know what it was about, but uh, apparently he and there's a photo that's resurfaced from a Halloween theme party that he and his husband hosted 11 years ago, and he said it was regrettable then and it remains regrettable now." Uh, Amy Winehouse was a once-in-a-generation ta uh, talent, and I'm sorry uh, for any hurt this image caused. And so he threw a party, and during the party, there was uh, a platter, a buffet platter, and it was shaped like Amy Winehouse. And uh, apparently that was in bad taste, and he's still having to apologize. Think about it, you're 11 years on, and you're still apologizing for something. I'm so sorry about that. I'm so sorry about that. It's like, I... I'm so sorry. I stop apologizing. Stop. Who's offended? Amy Winehouse fans. Stop being offended. Now my whole thought is what kind of like was it meats? <laughs> Jesus? Like how what how'd that work? Like what's that look like? Because supposedly there's pictures, but I can't find any. Uh, but, like, is it meats and cheeses? How would you do it? What if somebody did that about you? I wouldn't care. I'm not here. 
at that point, like, right? Like, Phil, would you care if I made a platter of your head after you were gone? You can do it now. I don't care. Yeah, there you go. But you got to understand, she's a once-in-a-generation talent. Well, she pissed her talent away. So there you go. Get over it. And I think Amy would have been like, oh, that's funny. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Will they or won't they be allowed into NATO? So you've got what's going on with the Ukraine. And from what I understand, Mike Lyons is going to come on tomorrow, our military analyst. They're getting ready. Zelensky has said this. We're going to fight back. They're getting ready to go on a massive offensive. And they don't just want to take back the South. They want Crimea back. Which Could you imagine what that looks like? If they go and boat race the Russians, which is what they've been doing. And from there, they push on and then they retake Crimea. Could you imagine that? I do wonder if at some point in time that the powers that be step in and say, Vladimir, enough death, enough carnage. He's embarrassed. He is, he's done. He's done. He's done. No need to continue to do something to somebody at this moment in time who may not be fully uh, in in a right situation because you know, I, th- I do believe there are health problems there and who could be so desperate that they do something stupid. Doesn't mean you don't try to take back the South, but at what point do you step in and say, plus the rest of us are supporting you and we're spending billions and billions of dollars and we do not regret it for an instance and we should have done more at the beginning All that being said, this doesn't need to go on for 20 years. But NATO may be welcoming two, two new ones. And that would be Finland and the Sweden. Today I'm proud to welcome and offer the strong support of the United States for the applications of two great democracies and two close, highly capable partners to join the strongest, most powerful defensive alliance in the history of the world. But might not happen if Erdogan has his way. President Erdogan sees this as a a giant opportunity for him to uh, remind everybody that he's a NATO member and NATO operates by consensus and therefore he has the power to veto or block things. Yeah. And so he's got issues. He's done this before. I'm sure they'll eventually get in because uh, he must want something. Uh, but uh, it only takes one. One can say no. And then it's no. But I do think they'll get in. And it's going to be very interesting because, you know, Erdogan and Putin are close-ish. And Turkey's been helping out. Uh, at the same time, uh, Putin's going to have some some questions for Erdogan if he votes yes. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show.
independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Twitter! Is Elon going to buy Twitter? Is it possibly will? He might. Fascinating cat, that Elon. Absolutely fascinating. I find him to be fascinating. Always doing something. Always trying to think of something. You got to think to yourself for a second, if you're Elon Musk, right? Like the, we don't understand it, right? But, and and if you're, if you're not that kind of person, I, I'm a type A person. I, I, I'm always doing something. I'm always pushing. I'm always doing something. I'm always pushing. I'm always doing something. I'm always trying something new. And I, and I, and I think sometimes, man, it's a, I do a lot of stuff. You know, I'm always, I'm always doing something. And my brain's always working on something. And people ask me, does it get exhausting? I said, yeah, no. I don't know anything else. I don't. I mean, I just don't know anything else. It's weird. Because, and I'm sure he's the same way. Probably multiply that by, you know, a gazillion. Always just doing something. Always doing something. Always doing something. Got to go here. It's never enough. And he seems to me, because, you you know, he's got a bit of uh, the burgers. I would say Asperger's. And he's talked about the fact that he's got, he's on you know, the spectrum at some point in time. Very interesting talking the other day about, you know, who the president is. Man, it's hard to tell what Biden's doing, to be totally frank. Um, you know, <laughs> I feel like it's the, weekend listen, at Bernie's. The, 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 the real president is whoever controls the teleprompter. It's like the path to power is the path to the teleprompter. That then he just reads the teleprompter. And I do feel like if somebody would accidentally lean on the teleprompter, it's going to be like Anchorman. It's going to be like you ASDF one two three, you know, type of thing. Um, this, I mean, this administration just, just it doesn't seem to get a lot. No, it doesn't. He also says he's voting Republican, even though he's pretty much only ever voted for Democrats. Uh, which not a shock that he's doing that this time. And the Twitter thing, it's very interesting. So they audited Joe Biden's Twitter account, which is more important to a lot of other people than, than Joe Biden. It's not like Joe, is, I think, sits there all day. It's not like Trump. Trump lived on Twitter. So they audited Joe Biden's Twitter account, and the audit reveals that half of his 22 million followers, according to SparkToro Tool, found that 49.3%, so just about 11 million, were fake followers based on analysis and number of factors, including local location issues, default profile images, and new users. Guess what? Elon Musk, who's got some, what, 70, 80 million followers? They say it's about the same for him. That's not good. That's a lot more than the quote-unquote 5% or even the 15 or 20% that Elon's talked about with their audit they've done. Half? Yeah, I don't know if I'm paying you the same amount of money if half the stuff on here is fake. I don't. Have you ever seen people who've got like, oh, they've got 200,000 followers. Or, yeah, but when they tweet something, nobody ever retweets it or likes it. That's not, that's not a good sign. 
It's not. Like, if you've got 50,000 followers, which very few people, I think the average person probably has 10 followers, 15. But if you've got, you know, 50,000 followers and you tweet something and you can't even get 1% to respond to you, that's not a good thing. It's not. Not a good thing at all. But I don't know if you can pay $44 billion. I feel like we're going to have a new negotiation coming soon. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. The United States women national soccer team is getting equal pay. And yesterday people were asking me a question. What do you think about that? I'm like, I, good? Good for them? Uh, absolutely good for them? So you're going to be getting equal pay when it comes to playing. So when you go represent your national team, so let's say like uh, I I go and and uh, play for the you know the men's team and they call me up and they say hey, you're going to play in a in a game. I right, cool. I get paid for that. It's not just for the glory of wearing the jersey. I get paid for showing up. And based on the way that things have gone in the past, the the men have gotten more money than the women. And in many cases, a lot more. And the women win a lot more. Now, all that being said, the women have a much easy, easier pass, you know, path through all of these things than the men do. The women have dominated soccer because we have made sports, because of Title IX, a massive part of what we do, making sure that little girls across the nation had access to sports, and it's amazing. And in fact, the fact that other nations are catching up to us isn't because they're, their nations are doing amazing things. It's because many of them have been able to come over here and play, in particular through college and stuff, that they couldn't do over there. And because of that, the growth of women's sports around the globe is coming. So if you go and play for the women's national team, you might have gotten $5,000 to play a game and another $5,000 bonus if you won, $2,500 if you tied, nothing if you lost, but you still got your five. Men would have gotten 10000 another 14000 for a win, and so on and so forth. So we're going to now essentially uh, pool it all together, as they say. All the World Cup money for the men and the women will be pooled together and shared. Which is... The interesting part of this, because the difference between the men's World Cup and the women's World Cup is tremendous. It's huge. It's huge. Now, the men didn't make it to the last World Cup. The women did. Yeah, they did. Again, they're they're the best. Uh, there's a few other nations that are getting close, but we're easily the most dominant in the game. The men have a much farther road to climb than any of these women's ever did when it comes to to soccer just way 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 closer i mean way way higher i went over there to play in the late 80s early 90s from getting kicked at practice by my own teammates to being sabotaged to people because i was an american shouldn't have been anywhere near there it's tough the bringing the money together for FIFA for the World Cup is huge because if the the women the entire pool for the women's World Cup and it's all based on revenue, it's all based on revenue. It's not based on oh we're paying men more. It's based on revenue when it comes to FIFA. So this over here makes X amount of billions of dollars. This over here makes 
a couple hundred million. The entire World Cup revenue for the entire World Cup for women was like $30 million. That's the pool they shared in. The winners get X and so on. For the men, like just showing up, you get like $38 million, something like some ridiculous amount like that. It's just, it's like $400 million, and this one's going to be even bigger. So the fact that the men are going to say, here, okay, we're going to just all share this across the board is huge. Is huge. I mean, the revenue is massive, and that's big. So, and, and the same thing, if the women go and win the World Cup, well, you guys are sharing your pool too. Now, it's not the same as the men's, but it, that's still a pretty crazy thing when you think about it. And uh, I guess, you know, the, some of the men were, were pretty cool with it. U.S. men's soccer players understood they were going to give up something to have equality, to give the women uh, equal pay and give the women their due. That's good. You know, they, they were willing to do that. I don't know. People say, what do you think of that? I've never been a big fan of that. I think you, you know, it's based on revenue. Uh, I'm fine with paying them the same for playing in games. But the revenue share, you know, if the women outdid the revenue share, sold more jerseys to the men, then they should get a bigger cut, period. Men aren't good enough. If the men do, they should get a bigger cut, period. And, by the way, the we're the only country doing that. The uh, other countries around the globe, they don't do that. FIFA's not making everybody else do that. But that's kind of something we're doing. And that's, you know, you want to see what that looks like? Uh, this is it. You know, it's, uh, and I want to see how long this is going to last for the women, too, because the rest of the world is catching up, which is great. That grows the sport. You have the men making more than the women, even though the women are doing a much better job in terms of competition, winning, uh, dominating success in on the field of play. That couldn't last. No. No. Just like having us, the United States, as a powerhouse, and good at soccer is great for the game globally. It is. Go look and see. I think we're number two or three for the most tickets bought for this World Cup already. And we were number one in Brazil. And we would have been number one. We still were like number one or two in like Russia as far as how many, you know, tickets and stuff. Because you buy them. And we had a massive fan base. And they want that money. So good for the women on this. Now it's time. Let's do it for the NBA. Who's with me? WNBA? NBA? Anybody? Anybody? <sighs> Never mind. You know what I saw today that I thought was very interesting? And uh, speaking of sports, that was it George Floyd happened. Horrible, horrific nightmare for this nation to watch what took place. And then you had the, the LeBron James and everybody fighting and people calling out, you know, uh, a lot of these athletes talking about how horrible America is and this, that, and the other. All the while, the shoes are being made in, in you know, places and, and all this stuff. So the article today calling out the owners and a lot of people, you know, in, on e, in ESPN, they did analysis. The owners, $10 billion of investments throughout China. $10 billion. We're going to be global, and you're going to be judgy. You're going to get called for it. And is there another sport right now where you find more just absolutely full of themselves? Like Steve Kerr of the Warriors, I can. That guy is just 
Shut up and coach. <laughs> I don't need to hear from you anymore. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show, your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. $10 billion. And that's not counting the players. What did the players have invested as far as shoes? What 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 is their footprint, if you will, over there? Are they selling tons of jerseys? How's that look? How would that look on your bottom line if you couldn't sell in China or you chose not to anymore? Fair question. Calibrate. Losing weight. Super great with Calibrate. Calibrate. What is Calibrate? FDA-approved medication. That's huge. Working with an amazing company in Calibrate that is going to help you with lifestyle changes that are real and sustainable, meaning you're eating real food, you're not depriving yourself, where you're like, all right, here's the deal. You eat a can of tuna, and that's all you get for the next six days. No, it's about being able to constantly keep the weight off in a real way. You're going to have an amazing app that you work with, one-on-one coaching, as well as uh, a medical visit with a doctor via video. You see the difference almost immediately. It fits into anybody's schedule. On average, Calibrate's earliest members lost over 20% of their body weight. Boom. FDA-approved medication, real lifestyle to changes, equals sustainability and great health. Right now, save $50 on a one-year metabolic reset by going to joincalibrate.com. Use code CHAD. Joincalibrate.com. Use code CHAD. Joincalibrate.com. Code CHAD. Chad Benson Show. If you like talk radio like Chad Benson likes his meals, you've come to the perfect place for takeout. COVID hospitalizations again on the rise, up more than 60% in the last month. And now a new projection shows nearly every state will see more Americans with COVID going into hospitals in the next two weeks and more patients will die. In areas where community levels are high, everyone should be using prevention measures and wearing a mask in public indoor settings. 137 counties nationwide now in the high-risk alert level, meaning there is increasing pressure on the health system. Yeah, plus you get the monkeypox. Only one person has it, but it should definitely lead every uh, story today, like Ebola did. They're calling it the summer of bummer because the uh, the vid is back. They're saying it's 100,000 a day. I saw a couple experts the other day say it's probably... Four to 500,000 a day. How can that be? Well, first of all, say 200,000 of those are asymptomatic. Absolutely easy to do. Secondly, how many people test at home? Who do you call? Do you call anybody? Nope, tested positive. Better call someone. Who are you calling? <laughs> You're not calling anybody. You're like, ah, uh, you call your work and say, yeah, you know, I came back, tested positive. You're like, oh, okay, all right. And then you just move on. Like, you're not. So, but the hospitalizations are relatively low, and this is just the way it's going to be. We are not going to have the kind of thing that we saw where everybody's at home again, because because people don't care. Be aware, but don't care. If you're 75, you have comorbidities. You're 65, you have comorbidities. If you're extremely overweight, if you're if you've been unhealthy and you've got all then yes, you should be aware and absolutely care. If you're everyday person, 
you're in your 50s and 40s, 30s, 20s. You're relatively pretty darn healthy. Uh, you're going to get on with your life. You are. You're going to get on with your life because what else are you going to do? We can't live in an absolute fear. And if you go look at the numbers, I continue to say this. What matters the most? Hospitalizations and death. Ticking up a little bit in hospitalizations. Remember, the net is so much bigger with these things because it spreads so easier. 104,000 cases. It's a seven-day moving average. For deaths, it's only 300. Last year at this time, 31,000 in theory was our seven-day average, 637 deaths. Three times as much, half as many deaths. 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show. That's your Twitter. Interesting thing that is going to be debuting on the old uh, TV thing here. And as a kid growing up in Los Angeles, I remember. Since I was a girl, I've known that fame is my destiny. Angeline, blonde bombshell who put up her own billboards in Los Angeles and drove around in a pink Corvette. She became famous. But how or why? Still a mystery. She's kind of done the impossible, which is you know, maintain the mystery and the enigma for decades. Emmy Rossum plays Angeline, spending hours in the makeup chair to transform herself. We worked on it for, for months and months. And when they finally got the wigs and prosthetics just right. I didn't recognize myself. Angeline is out today on Peacock. As a kid growing up in L.A., I would see those billboards everywhere. That's all they were. Billboards about somebody who didn't really do anything. It was a trip. Super famous. Who is this giant blonde bombshell? It's Angeline. What does she do? I don't know. But she's up there. But what? What like? Does she sing? Does she dance? Is she an actress? Don't know. Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. She went viral before viral was a thing. Have a great rest of your day. We'll do it again tomorrow. Oh, I see Friday. Night, night, Jack. This is the Chad Benson Show.